0: This is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity, a place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures, where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out, ways around a loud world, talk about home, work, and everything in between, because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems, and we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. Man, it's that time of year again, wedding season. And now it feels like it gets longer and longer with engagement parties, bachelor, bachelorette parties. We got to be there for the actual like engagement, like a surprise stuff, bridal showers. I'm like shit, it never ends. And it's expensive. Even as a guest, you have to dress up and then you're expected to do stuff sometimes like help with things or set up and, and do things and also do stuff with just other people. And I can guarantee more than half of them, at best, will be strangers. Not including all the gifts you have to do. If you just do the wedding, yeah, you can, there's usually options to get cheaper items. You get a couple of those here and there. But it's like you go to a bachelor party, you have to pay for being there for dinner and drinking or whatever else. And then bridal shower is usually a gift. The engagement party, there's usually a gift. Luckily for me, I didn't expect anyone to do that. Especially in our engagement party, I was kind of like, everyone, come, we're going to eat food. Someone else needs to pay for the food, though. <laughs> and I didn't really do a bachelor party. I did a bridal shower, and I only expected people again for food. Because that was, it's usually my most important thing. It's like, someone take pictures, someone give me food. <laughs> and so here are my three tips to surviving, or at least not crying in a bathroom, wedding season. Number one is know what you can and cannot do. And then what you're willing to do. And this goes for what kind of time that you have. Like what is your schedule? What are other obligations you have? What can you afford with all the gifts? Now figure out what you're willing to do. Each person will be different. But create levels. You would be be able to do a lot more for say like your best friend or a really close sibling. Not as much for the cousin you only see at like family gatherings. A couple times a year. So the idea of boozing it up at the bachelor, bachelorette party sounds just as appealing as a company meeting where to get everyone into a group project. At least for me. So, for me, that's like an opt-out. I'll maybe meet up with everyone else for dinner and stuff and kind of get them to the first like bar that they're going to go hopping at. And then I'm just going to split. If the person you know knows you enough, they can just, you kind of, you can let them know and it won't be, and that you won't make it and it's not really a problem. But make sure you let them know what you're going to be at or what you're willing to do or what you can do. Cause usually that if they're close people, they, they, they will be a little disappointment if you don't make it to something, especially they like invite you to, but you can always have Other options where you can like meet up sometime later and say you want to go help them picking out flowers, or you want to help them do the table cards, or just just little things. Anything to kind of help ease their mind can be just as helpful as actually going to a party. Now, I do go to some of the ones because a lot of my friends prefer it because I'm always a sober person. I do not drink. I never have. Not even in the years I live in Ireland, which is a very drinking country. (laughs) But... Those are usually people who know that I don't care to do all this stuff. So it's kind of, okay, we're all going to go together and we are got to make sure we have food. You're going to feed my ass. But they don't go, like, bar hopping. I don't care to go hop. Like We can go to one or two places, but I don't want to spend all night walking around downtown and hitting, like, 20 places. That's freaking ridiculous in my mind. And usually because they're my friends, they know that. But you have a place that has some dancing I'm going to come for a part of the time. And I, especially with one of my friends, she wanted me there. Cause she was like, I know you're going to get me home and I'm not going to spend a lot of money. Cause she, ha- she knows when she drinks, she has moments where she's like, "Woo, shots for everyone. And then says that a little too loudly. And now it's the whole freaking bar. They a thing of shots. And it's kind of like, woman, you only got like a couple hundred dollars. Now you're just broke for your own shots. <laughs> Now if this is for someone that you're not really close with, you're gonna have to use your cannot do list. Now I'm not saying like outright lie, but have some have some integrity with this stuff. But if it's far enough out, you can say that you work might overlap. Or because it of it you might have to leave early, because you need your sleep for the next day, or there's an appointment, or there's an opportunity to take extra shifts kind of thing. And for me, it was a little easier because I had a really odd schedule. Especially when you work customer service retail stuff, there's usually not a lot of holidays that you're off. Also, there's, like, people calling in sick, so you have to cover shifts when you can and stuff. And a lot of my friends and family kind of knew that. I would, of course, try. But if it was, like, my cousin's aunt from another side's wedding that we're all going to, like, I'm not going to all the parties beforehand I'll probably go over to the wedding but I'm not staying the whole time. I'll sit there and take some pictures because it's kind of what I do and it gives me something to walk around and not talk to people for and I'm there for the food like because Asian parties have awesome food see um, but these things you need to keep some of these excuses and everything else to a minimum. useful honesty when whenever you can. But we all know someone who won't take no for an answer and think everything they're doing is so freaking important. So you need to make sure you have you have your nose to weigh them down. Like you need to know, like I can't afford this. Like my kid was sick for a while, or I was sick and I had to use all my sick days, or use more than my sick days, and now I have to work more hours to get back up or certain things like it, there's points to be honest and honestly having showing that you have a little bit problems in your life kind of makes them a little more guilty that they can, they will leave you alone and for me it's okay because i have no shame we all have times when things kind of get rough like you're not like desolate and almost getting kicked out of your house and living in a van down by the river it's, it's kind of a different thing honestly i hope we never get to that point because sorry. I hope you don't, hope you're doing okay in life. (laughs) Number two is to mingle early so you can leave leave early. This doesn't mean that you have to show up really early. I only do that because it helps ease me in because there's less people in there. I get to be able to talk to some of the people that are already there a little bit better and not as like a giant loud group. And then usually gets me it helps with my anxieties. I get to go, I get in there and I get to help with something. And just anywhere. And so like, yay, distraction. <laughs> but that get, that gets you in good graces because then people remember you because you got there early. You helped out and you got distraction. So when more people are coming in, you're already doing something. Like you're helping to set up the tables. You're finishing off the, putting the chairs together for the ceremony. Just little things. That's very helpful or calming down the bride or just making sure the groom's kind of like, you already need to be, don't wander off anywhere. If the distance goes late, your bride might kill you before the wedding. <laughs> but if you go around talking to people, maybe get, make sure you get in a few pictures, people remember that you were there. And there are more forgiving if you leave early when you're fully there. That you show that you enjoyed yourself instead of sitting in a corner constantly checking the time. You kind of just nurse a drink on a table by yourself or strange things like that. Like, Yes, I am a strange person, but I don't need to constantly show it off to people. I do that for my friends and family because they deserve it. (laughs) Now, don't rush the mingling. I can hear the groaning. Honestly, I can for some people. Suck it up. There's no need to be rude, but take the time to say more than just hi to people. If it's available then, I head to the food first. If you go to an Asian party, there's usually always food to set up first. And so for a lot of people who have kids, they kind of like run to that quick so the kids can like calm down for a little bit. And honestly, for me first, because I am a piggy. They'll eat whatever there's food around. But being there, you can talk to people about how good the food looks, how everything looks up. Maybe... Like you tried something, someone else comes up, you can tell them like, hey, might want to skip that if you're wearing like a pastel dress and this is a red sauce and it's really, really runny. Just kind of give them a warning. Or the next person is kind of like, oh, you've never been to an Asian wedding. Don't touch the papaya salad because it is really, really spicy and not spicy by white version, by Asian version, (laughs) which is a very big difference. You would know if you know any Asians, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And then with your plate, it's a conversation starter. There, you can tell people where the food is, what food you recommend, and then you have reasons to kind of move on. It gives you, it gives you like a couple minutes to kind of do things and mingle without. It gives you like that inner, like that in to things. And then at some point, you need to get a new plate. You have to get up and go. And then there's seeing more people. You need to throw it away. You need to clean up. At the restroom, like, wash your hands. That gives you outs to get out of conversations as well as start talking to people. So you're kind of like, I know where the restroom is. It's that way. When people ask you because you've already been there three times. (laughs) And then circle back to the host a few times. See if they need anything. I mean, honestly, they might introduce you to someone who is there that you've never met. There's always one or two people that you can talk to for a while. There's... Honestly, why are you going to a wedding if you've only known, like, the bride or the groom and no one else that's possibly there? I mean, find one of the people you know and at least talk to them for a few minutes. Um, They honestly should be able to take time out of their lives, too, to talk to you for a little bit, too. And I've never been to... No, I've never been to a wedding where I didn't know more than, like, two or three other people. I usually know some of the friends or I've met the parents. And which is always very helpful to kind of, kind of like, oh, good job for you being a parent of the bridegroom. Somehow that makes it, makes them feel better. (laughs) Even though whether or not they had helped at all or were a nuisance. Another thing I do is find the elders. Like in Asian culture, it's kind of, it's a very respectful thing to do. You're supposed to at least go to them, including the parents, grandparents of the married couple. Um, They're usually always in Like, one room together, sitting together, it's kind of easy. You kind of go in there, you say, hi, how's everyone doing? Oh, look, do you need to give you another drink? It's kind of another thing to be helpful. Like, anywhere else that isn't, like, an angel culture, they're usually delighted that someone comes up to them and talks to them because they're really used to being ignored, especially by young people. And this is not to say that none of this is going to be nerve-wracking. With or without anxiety, it freaking sucks sometimes. Especially being one of the people who are kind of the stranger. You only know like two or three people and a couple of those could be the actual bride and groom. So it's like, you don't really, you can't really like take up their time. You can't do it with like your parents and just stand next to them all the time while they talk to people and then people, and then they like have people throw questions at you every once in a while. Then it's usually annoying. What are you doing now? Oh, are you dating? How's the job? I'm still, like, I'm freaking 31 years old, and if I go to someplace with my parents, they still ask me, ask me that, like, I'm freaking 10. And it's like, yeah, you were at my wedding. No, I'm not gonna have kids. Please, yeah, also don't, like, know the questions you shouldn't ask people, especially the bride and groom. Like, why is it even... A thing to ask people that they're, they're freaking just got married and you're like, oh, when are you gonna have kids? It's kind of like, let me celebrate and drink first, bitch. <laughs> like, calm down on this stuff. Like, we're not pro- we're not repopulating a planet. Calm down. <laughs> all right. Point number three is to have an escape plan. Yes, I like having one because I am one of those weird people and I have I have this weird imagination that's kind of like, I need to get out of here. What if something happens? Oh my god! Like there could be a zombie. I need to know where all the doors are. So I can either lock them, or run for them, or trip someone so they get them first—not <laughs> me. And the first thing about escape plans is having little escapes, like find where the restrooms are, see if there's any empty rooms that are unlocked that's nearby, or hallways that are kind of ways off that you can get away from the noise and the people. And they walk around the venue. That's always kind of a nice thing. Like admire it because they have they did the work to decorate it and everything else. And see if there's any, like, nice areas to sit outside. If it's in, like, a garden area, like, go look at the plants. See what a tree over there is doing. (laughs) Like, whatever. They have no problem with you walking around. Just kind of keep an eye out for when they tell you, like, hey, you can't go over there. There's usually a reason. Some people are like, oh, I can't go over there because da-da-da. And it's like, no, it's usually kind of where the trash is and it smells. Or that's where all the cars are going for when they're doing valet or something. So... Just use your reasons. They're not trying to be assholes. And then there's the actual leaving. If you know... If you know you do not want to show... Like, stay long, don't bum a ride with your parents. If you know damn good and well, they're always stay to the very bitter end. That's kind of one thing. Especially when you have a family. Like, one year old, let's, like, save money and everyone drive together. Like, I'm never going to drive with one of my cousins. Because I'm just sitting here at her house for like an extra hour and a half and we're late to the wedding. And then she stays as long as possible so that she can drink. Yeah, not going to do that because it's very really nerve-wracking for me to not get there on time. And then be there late and now I have to like do all this extra stuff to make it look like I'm having fun. And I need to talk to all these people and everyone else has already started eating and drinking. And, and especially the one time she made me miss dinner. Oh my god, I was pissed that whole night. <laughs> I was walked home too. Like, try to park somewhere that you'll be less likely to get boxed in. Like, if you can, drive yourself or make sure you go with someone that will leave when you need to leave. And along with, a like, tip two, like, hit all the important people early on. Take some pictures while you're there. Like, I don't really care of what. Just something that's going to be like, recognizable of the venue. And try to make sure you're in a few, maybe with a guest. So there's kind of, you can tag someone like, hey, we were there together. Take pictures of the food, because my fat ass loves food, so I'm kind of like, oh my god, this is so good. Leave a couple compliments, tag the bride and groom, have social proof you were there. And don't look miserable. The pictures also get people off your back. Because you know the ones who always say you need to get out more, that you just try a little harder. You'd be so much nicer, more people would like you. A nice quick tip If people ask you why you don't have any pictures after like a certain time, say like dinner or the first dance, you can always tell them it was too dark and you didn't want to use their flash to mess up the actual photographer that they paid to take great pictures for them. Because that is a very big thing for a lot of people when they have like grandma with her point and click camera with the flash that does it like 20 times before it actually goes. Like, that does screw up pictures from the actual photographer. And most people spend like $1,000 to like seven. I'm glad I didn't do that much, but I've heard it. On wedding pictures. Like, if they're, you see the, kid, the photographer there and like getting close and moving around and everything else, like, get out of their way, stop using your flash, like, calm down. Like, yes, take some pictures because you want someone for your own. And it's nice to have backups just in case the photographer had, like, something bad happens to their memory card and everything else. Because you don't need to tell anyone that you bounced early. But having the actual social proof is always really good because then you can show off the next day, like, oh, yay, I was there, had a good time. Like, you don't need to, like, outright lie that it was an awesome thing there. You didn't want to leave or anything else. But it's kind of like, hey, the food was really good. Thanks for inviting me. It was great talking to you. Like, little things. That makes the wedding couple feel happy that they that people enjoy their wedding, especially since they did all that time and planning and money on it. But I hope these three tips help you this wedding season and for future ones, because we all have friends and family and sooner or later someone's gonna get married and we can't get up we can't always get out of it. Thanks for listening. Check out the blog for show notes. Get an email list and to give a donation at courageouscreativity.co slash blog slash podcast 17. As always, please leave a review.